0: Podcasting out of Alliance Wrestling Studios, pontificating on Pro Wrestling, the innovator of Talk NWA. He is J Cow. Alright guys, this is your boy J Cow. We are here live on twitch.tv forward slash the Alliance blog. This is a a special podcast. We're doing an interview with a good friend of mine, and I'll be perfectly honest. I'm going to be a little biased. I'm going to tell you that she's the best because I genuinely believe it. And uh, if you don't like that, then, you know, go kick rocks. Because with me today is somebody that I have a metric shit ton of respect for. Someone who's uh, been on the independent Southern California wrestling scene for quite some time. Uh, influences the area not only in the ring, but outside of the ring. Basically, is a jack-of-all-trades. And when she's not out in the ring, she's out uh, enjoying nature and listening to Lana Del Rey. And I'm talking about none other than my girl here, Ray's. Ray's, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm great.
1: It's a, it's a really, really nice day out here today.
0: Thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, it's a little... <laughs> It's been a little crazy out here. We've been having these heat waves and it's like, uh, I don't really want to go outside. I'd rather just stay in. But uh, I see you and I'm living vicariously through you out in the water, out at the beach. I mean, life is good, no? (laughs)
1: Life is always good when you can get out to the beach and get into like water, get into nature, just get out and do something. But man, it's been humid lately. You're right, it's been hot and humid. It's like the South.
0: It, it crazy and you know I don't want to get super political but man this weather is not not uh, indicative of normal SoCal weather but uh, uh anyways it's nice to talk to you I mean the last time you and I spoke was probably about three years ago on a on a podcast we were there face to face at the uh hey we got some people hosting our show that's pretty cool um we were out there at a uh uh it was the United Wrestling Network's uh peter and uh, ray birthday bash and that was pretty cool that we got to hang out together and talk and uh, we were talking about wrestling as a brand and, and you were giving uh the viewers some details on how you brand how you you're passing out cards that had your information on it uh how has your brand been growing since then and how has business been for rays
1: wow um so the brand was growing and growing as, you know, as you do as a wrestler, you're always marketing yourself and pushing yourself, your brand, because you are your product. Um, and everything, honestly, everything was going really well, and I hate to say this, up until the pandemic. <laughs> like, right. And everything just kind of came to the crashing hold that we all know, that we all lived through. So um, during that time, so obviously all the wrestling here in Southern California stopped. So I needed to figure out what I was gonna do next like what's my next move? Um, I can't wrestle. This is, you know, this was my job. I gotta find a way to still do something, be active, a way to also like keep pushing myself and my brand and who I am to almost in a way not be forgotten from the face of the internet or wrestling or whatever. So I always said when I couldn't wrestle anymore, I was going to go surfing, so I took up surfing, and that went, and then I started bodyboarding again, because I actually grew up bodyboarding. I grew up on the beaches around here in the 805, so I went back to that, and I just started throwing out, like, um, surfing content and bodyboarding content, and, you know, I traveled, I went to Costa Rica, I surfed in Costa Rica, and I just took pictures, videos, and documented so much stuff that it um is starting to influence who i am and my brand so there is an evolution going on right now when it comes to the brand um and who i am and where i'm going and as wrestling picks up more i hope to be able to show the audience and the fans more of that as well
0: so i did a little traveling during the pandemic too tell me about your adventures getting out to it was costa rica right yeah tell me about how that was and and how how different they the way that they took care of covid um, in costa rica i was in mexico i went to cabo and uh, it felt like they really took it serious and the masks were in effect and they literally had like cleaning product on the floor so when you walked in a building your shoes were getting cleaned when you walked in and i was like wow we don't even do that here in america what, how was your experience in, in uh, Costa Rica?
1: Um, So it it was a spur-of-the-minute trip, literally days before New Year's Eve. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and my brother was going to Costa Rica, and I wanted to go with him, but he didn't want me to be the only girl on the trip, so I needed to find someone to go with me. And I, I was talking to my friend. I was like, hey, you want to go to Costa Rica? And she's like, don't play with me. I was like, no, really, do you want to go? And she's, she agreed, so... You know, here we are 10 days later, hopping a flight to Costa Rica. Um, But when we got there, it was completely different than the United States, honestly, Um, and completely different from what it sounds like the experience you had. When we got there, uh, no masks, besides in the airport, no masks anywhere else. Um, We stayed in Playa Grande, and at that given point in Playa Grande, there was like two COVID cases, that was it. Wow. Like that's all the mud. So when we got to travel around Paragonde, Tamarindo and all these places, there was it was just walking around, uh, people no masks. They hardly then back then they hardly got touched by COVID at all. I think they were saying for all of Costa Rica there was less than a thousand cases. So it, it was, like, nothing over there. Um, just a good time and hanging out with friends, catching waves, almost drowning. You know, i like, hey, that happened. Well,
0: drown, <laughs> drowning's not good for anybody. That doesn't help your life expectancy. But, um... <laughs> It, it, and that kind of ties to your, uh, your potential idea. And I, I know you just threw it out there on Twitter, uh, yesterday, but is, is that something you're really considering doing is like taking a, taking wrestler guys and gals out into the water and doing that podcast. Cause I think that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, So a video, a, a video cast, like, um, when I started bodyboarding, <clears throat> I was down in uh, I I went down to San Diego a lot to see B Boy and all of the people down at Level Up, um, and I got Lola B Boy's wife to start bodyboarding with me, and then I got B Boy to go back bodyboarding. Then I got this person like I I took so many wrestlers out in the water that summer, the summer of 2020 during the pandemic. I was I actually thought about it then, and since then like. One of the things, like when Kimberly came over, she's like, I really want to go, like, (laughs) I want to go bodyboarding or surfing. And a lot of people, they see that and they're like, Yeah, I want to go, I want to go. Like, why don't I just do a video? Like, I have GoPros, I have water cameras. Like, I could just do videos of me taking people out into the water, you know. I I won't let them drown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, Uh, shoot them, like, their experience if they've never been bodyboarding, if they have been, or surfing or whatever, and then when we're out there, when you're in the water, you have so much time to just float and talk, too, so there's the potential to like get them talking while they're in the water as well. So I thought that'd be something fun. I kind of, I want to do it. I want to test it.
0: (laughs) I think it's a dope idea because uh, you're, you're really kind of breaking two or three walls there, right? Like you're, you're putting uh, wrestlers in an environment they're not used to. Um, There's the natural beauty of the ocean, the beach, you know, just the tranquility of, being outside and it it, you really would get a different person on a on a board as opposed to you know sitting in front of a computer screen or even at a wrestling show so i really think that's i'm i'm all for it i think you should do it if uh if you need any help let me know i i think it's a great idea
1: yeah i had a good response and i put that out there on twitter last night so and i already had people like they're like yeah i want to do it i want to do it so i don't know maybe maybe if i could get darwin Finch to test it like hey darwin come visit me let's
0: let's go there you go and Darwin, somebody who's been around the SoCal scene, I just uh, made friends with him on Twitter yesterday. Um, he's a product of the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy, and that's a place that's near and dear to your heart. Uh, you've, you've been through the system, and now you're helping out the school, both in, in multiple uh, facets. Let's talk about Santinos. Let's talk about the work that you're putting in there. Now, first, I, I know, I mean, you've probably told this story a hundred times, maybe even more than that, and how you got into wrestling Um, I know you started off managing uh, Tyler Bateman and Violence Unlimited and then uh, you guys got to Santino's and you decided to become more of a active wrestler. Let's talk a little bit about the transition from becoming a manager into a pro wrestler and and how hard it was or, or how easy it was for you.
1: For me, it was super easy. It seemed like a natural progression of what was going to happen. I knew I had wanted to wrestle, but the way I came into the business, as first a photographer, then a manager, and then it was it was it was always an end goal. I just I got there in a lot longer time than it takes the average person because I spent five years on the road, like traveling all these places, learning on the road as a manager before I even went to Santina Brothers. But when I got there. Uh, 2013. It was the same year I was starting grad school at USC, and so it was just it was go 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 nonstop. If I wasn't at training, I was at school doing homework. If I wasn't there, I was at an internship. If I wasn't there, I might have been at a wrestling show on the road or something like that. But Joey, I start off with privates with uh, Joey Chaos, and those were amazing. I was under his tutelage, just me and him, uh, pretty much in Sylvia for about three months before he gave me his blessings to go out and take bookings because in his opinion, I already knew it, I just needed to get cleaned up and like taught some, you know, taught some extra stuff. So after that, I went to any class I could go to. I'd go to beginners, I'd go to intermediates, I'd go to advanced, I'd go here, there. But it's been, it's been really nice having that home there with Santino Brothers and into growing to doing shows, to actually producing a show, producing Up All Night um, for Santino Brothers, which um, we're starting to get back to now, post-pandemic. We had a really great year. The first year was really great, and then uh, obviously the shutdown. So we're getting back to dry runs and hopefully back to doing the actual show really soon here.
0: Now, do you do that with an audience inside the uh, Santino's or is that strictly a, uh, you know, on-demand YouTube video that uh, folks can watch?
1: Um, so the audience that we allow, that I allow, is only wrestlers. Okay. Um, I wanted it to have that more intimate feel. Um, also, there's something that happens when you put wrestlers in to perform in front of other wrestlers. That's I don't know if it's more freeing or if it's more comfortable, but the things I've seen them do at Apple night and the matches I've seen them have, have have been, like, amazing. I'm not sure that particular match would have happened if this was out in front of, like, a, a fan-based audience rather than in front of your own peers, which are pushing you, and they're like, you know, hey, yeah, hit them hard, blah, 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 blah. You know, you feel that energy, but, you know, it's coming from your peers. So it's like, it's a little more pressure, but it seems like it's a whole lot more fun and more relaxed as well.
0: Now, how did you get into the actual production set? I mean, it's not like a... It's not like you just get thrusted into that and you're like, okay, now I know how to produce a show. I mean, what were the steps that, that were involved that got you into that process, that got you into uh, producing and directing a show?
1: Um, Back when I was wrestling, I actually took um, some jobs a couple of times to help book shows, uh, to help run the back, uh, run the locker room and stuff like that. Nobody actually knew at those times that I was in these roles, but I was doing it like very quietly helping, you know, helping write for this company, helping do booking for this company, you know. Um, but when it came down to up all night I had me and Tyler Bateman had talked about the idea of doing, like, a student based show for students, you know. Um, with work where it, it Basically, it's the old beyond, uh, the old beyond model, model that they had. It's essentially the same thing. I wanted to give opportunities for people that can't really have this match or not getting certain matches on the indies, and to give up-and-comers like somewhere to get your feet wet. So um, I pitched it to Joey one day, and he's like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm like, "Oh crap! Now I gotta start this all again <laughs> <laughs> But um, honestly, Joey and the Santino's took care of so much because they we have our own production people, we have our own lighting people, we have our own audio, we have, you know, this and that, and we have the advocates class that teaches people to do all these things. So, that part was taken care of, and so essentially, I got I got to concentrate on the booking, uh, the stories, writing out uh, skits, uh, long-term stories, and then on the night of, actually running the show, so, um, it's, it's a lot, it's, but it, there's a lot of help, so... It wasn't terrible. (laughs) I was scared, (laughs) but it wasn't
0: terrible. Well, I mean, and you guys started, that was in 2019, correct? Yeah, we started in
1: 2019. And our last show, we did a tournament called Survive the Night. And that was
0: the last show. Like, literally, the shutdown happened, like, two weeks later. And then that just, obviously, with everything else, got put on... Uh, hiatus until further notice but you guys are you said you are coming back i i know that you guys have been working on some uh, um, stuff already trying to get the the ball back rolling as when is your premiere date when will you guys officially be back in on youtube so our audience can watch your your product
1: um, I think we're shooting for the beginning of September, but don't quote me specifically. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's sometime in September and it'll be on the Santino
0: brothers YouTube page. Of course. And we'll put a link to that in the bio of this, uh, the, not the bio, but the comment section and all that good stuff. Uh, so that folks can check out the Santino brothers. Cause a lot of good stuff is happening in, uh, in, in Los Angeles for the Santino brothers in Southern California. But as we alluded to earlier, there's another promotion that you've had a hand in helping to uh, you know, work with the talent and, and literally be in the matches as well. And I'm talking about Level Up down in San Diego with our, our good friend, uh, Benny B-Boy. And uh, that promotion seems to be taking off as well. A lot of fresh faces in Southern California are uh, migrating to B-Boy's wrestling school out there. Tell us about Level Up and tell us about um, what you're doing out there and, and how you're contributing to uh, the growth of that company.
1: <laughs> um, level Up, obviously, down in uh, La, Mesa, uh, La Mesa, California, down San Diego area. Um, Benny has something honestly really special down there. The camaraderie they have at that school and the, the willingness to push and promote others from students to other students is is tremendous. Like everybody, everybody sees that, you know, sometimes if someone's excelling, you know, you get those cat eyes or the daggers shot at you. But honestly, when I go down there and I see people you know, retweet, retweeting uh, someone else's matches or putting their, you know, classmates over, like that stuff, that warms my heart. And they have a whole lot of it there down at a level up. The training
0: is impeccable, and
1: obviously you have someone like B-Boy who's in there that knows so much and helps out so much. They also have uh, trainers like Hunter, uh, Michael Hopkins, uh, Jordan Cruz, uh, they have a, a nice uh, staff there that For me, on my end, I'm just getting to, because I'm down there a lot and I'm around the school and I'm around the people, I've been fortunate enough to be able to help some of their up-and-coming wrestlers uh, be able to wrestle them. One girl in particular who I absolutely adore, Savannah Stone, she just came in last year from St. Louis, her and uh, Brady, and they've been tremendous like talents and getting to work with Savannah because she never really had... A female mentor out there so getting to work with her here and try to get her situated in Southern California has been great and honestly everybody down there is so nice It's they're so nice and it's just they do so much because they have the level-up shows and then they have the camera pro shows you know they're here they're there and it's just I don't even know I don't even know it's hard to articulate because it's such a great feeling down there
0: oh. I got to tread lightly because I'm not trying to insult anybody, but why is it so special down there in San Diego? And, and why isn't it special like that up here? And, and so, uh, Los Angeles and the Inland Empire, why don't, why isn't there that same kind of camaraderie? Or do you think, do you know Your I
1: think. Well, here's my opinion. I think there was that. I think especially Santino brothers had that. And I, I could say that because I was there, I saw it, but, um, something that might have been a difference was that when the pandemic happened? When the shutdown happened, um, a lot of schools did shut down because they had to shut down. Right. Um, Level Up did shut down too, but then they reopened because we had a COVID specialist there. So they had like really small classes. So during the pandemic, while a lot of schools were closed, they actually soldiered on and they kept together. So, and I think that really helped because in a time where everybody got separated from one another where everybody's kind of on their own they got to stay together as a tribe and so i think that was honestly a big contributing factor to all this because you're there you, you lived through the pandemic like it got super lonely but they still had each other during all this so i yeah. thought that was really
0: yeah i mean there's there's some brutal parts of the pandemic and you know uh fortunately I'm I'm not going to brag or anything, but I've got my family here. We've all been safe and that things have been going well, but I, I can imagine for, you know, a lot of people out there, it's been difficult. It's been difficult just to get through the day. And it's very cool when you have that opportunity to, you know, engage your fellow wrestler, your fellow uh, promoter, you know that environment, and, and just being with those people that you have so many common interests with, and being able to connect. So yeah, I mean, I guess I I do see what you're saying there. And as long as there we're able to soldier on, like you said, um, that camaraderie doesn't disappear. Uh, so do you think that kind of energy will resurface up here? in, in uh, I say up here, but I mean out there in Los Angeles back when Santino's gets back to it and and in the other places in Southern California, do you think uh, we're going to see, like, an era of good feelings and perhaps maybe more wrestling promotions working together? Uh,
1: I would hope so. I I really would hope so. I'd like to see, you know, Level Up and Santino Brothers get together for something, you know, that would be great. You know, something where there's like a talent exchange, you can have fun and like just really get back to having the fun in wrestling. That and that's what I need. I need the fun in wrestling. As far as like the growing camaraderie, like I see it starting to uh build up again as Santinos. And we always have that camaraderie, but like I said, when everybody kind of separated because of the COVID pandemic we all had to go our separate ways. Even me coming back into Santino's, I'm kind of still learning. Like, okay, these people are from which class, and was this an online class or is in person now? Like, um, so I'm still getting back at it too. Um, but everybody wants those good feelings of like family and harmony when they're going to training school. So I'm sure, I'm sure Santino brothers will get it back. And honestly, at this point. I don't know what promotions are coming back in Southern California. Like, I don't know who's gonna run again. I saw that. I just saw that EWF is running again. Um, I think no, he had one. We, you know, AWS. We don't. Right. <laughs> we don't know. Um, there's so many places. So I, I think it's just all time. I think the world, people, and wrestling. We're all healing from this.
0: Yeah, and the scary thing is, it's still not. Uh, we're not even out of the woods yet. It's not like it's all clear, and you know we're still uh, requesting people to be cautious. Still requesting people to wear masks uh, when they're indoors, and and again, just having a little bit of common sense too when it comes to social gatherings and and just not putting yourself as a liability or you know fans or or anybody that would come to a wrestling show. You still got to be smart about it, and uh, you know that, that's going to be a long process. So it won't be easy for a lot of wrestling promotions to just come back. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think we're going to go through any more shutdowns in the state, but I also don't feel like, uh, it's going to be easy to put on any kind of event, regardless of, you know, I just saw, um, at the glass house where, uh, uh, the new, uh, bar rising or raising the bar, uh, wrestling promotion. Uh, they, you know, they've instituted that the glass house, is demanding that there be um, either uh, vaccination cards or proof of a COVID test within 72 hours of their shows in order to attend. So I I imagine that's going to be pretty similar all throughout Los Angeles County. And I would imagine, you know, Orange County and uh, San Diego County would probably follow suit as well. Um, But let's change gears a little bit. You know, the pandemic is depressing enough to talk about. There's a lot of fun stuff talking about Um, now. Uh, actually Steve uh, from SoCal Uncensored is uh, watching and he sent a question over in the comments section and it's something that I think uh, you of all people I think would have some insight to Um, you know we've had some pretty pretty awesome talents uh come from southern california especially when we talk about santino brothers so many uh so many talents from that school have literally been uh in the big uh, companies i mean up until recently you know had jake atlas in the wwe we had uh brody king still working for you uh excuse me for ring of honor and for new japan strong same thing with tyler bateman also uh you uh, keep saying upw i don't know where that's coming from uh working for ring of honor and new japan strong um you know Heather Monroe, like yourself, has been pretty much all over the country. And Steve asked a question that I think would resonate with you. Southern California has been far less successful at producing women wrestlers than men, historically. Especially when you look at it just by the wrestlers who've ended with contracts and major promotions. Why do you think that is?
1: So... (laughs) Let, let's go over we have we've had what um, Candice LeRae.
0: yes um,
1: Mol, Molina
0: Molina yeah
1: um Kong yes
0: yeah absolutely
1: um, who else uh, was hmm, Shelly Martinez yeah um, I mean we, we've had we've had our our share not that we haven't but uh, he's not wrong it's', it's
0: you could even it's, probably say Victoria as well.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's just fewer and far between. And maybe that's just because there is a serious lack of female wrestlers in Southern California, especially when you go like to the mid States, you go to the mid States, you know, you're going to find more female wrestlers than you do here in Southern California. And I always say at any given point, we have like six to eight female wrestlers between SoCal, Arizona, and Nevada. like yeah, there's not a lot of us. And, um, A lot uh, lot of times, I feel like women are seriously underutilized in Southern California as well. Even when we have more girls here, it's still, um, it's hard to bring one named female from the East Coast all the way over here just to wrestle, like, one of us. Like, it's money, and I just think... A lot of promotions don't know how to handle intergender wrestling too to help promote the females. Like and a lot of places just don't. They just don't want intergender wrestling. And that's fine, but it's it's few and far between for promotions I think that just push females in general. And I don't know if it's because of the lack of us or I don't know.
0: Now I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pop Steve here and if uh, Greg Sugamore is watching I'm gonna try to pop him too. In early two thousand, um, you know, Southern California had this obsession almost with like Joshi wrestling promotions. And we actually had talent from, uh, Arizon, Uh, I think I'm saying that right. Come to the United States and wrestle. I mean, there were, uh, girls like Bionic J and, uh, I believe, oh gosh, I want to say, um, well, I'll just go with Bionic J. I know she was out here and then, and then, you know, in the past we've had, uh, Oh, Steve said Gammy. Yeah, I missed I missed that one, Gammy. And then we also had, um, you know, most recently we had girls uh, show up from stardom here and do uh, co-promoted shows with like AWS and EWF. Um, did you feel like uh, at least recently when the um, Joshi promotions came out here to Southern California, do you feel like that helped the area, or did it just was it was it just in through one ear out the other for women's wrestling?
1: Um. Kinda in through one ear, out the other, like but that would be because it was like a, a one show. It was a one off. Like it wasn't like they came out here like the way New Japan is and set up a shop for a little bit. I mean, could you imagine what would happen if they set up a shop and started set up shop out here in Southern California? You'd have the girls from Washington, Oregon, NorCal, SoCal, like you'd be dumb not to go to that school for a while, you know? Right. Um so it, it might have been more of an like in one ear out the other, but I think it was still good regardless because you know you had even places like sabotage that brought in some of the you know joshi's. Um, it's always great experience to to be able to work with women who are on you know a different country even. Different side of the country, but from a different country, and just to see the styles mix and everything, you get to learn some more. But I wish that would happen more often. But honestly, the way it is right now, I feel like
0: <laughs> the
1: SoCal girl numbers are dwindling even more lately.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and like, let's be honest too. Some of the talents have been moving moved out of state, so it's uh, so you know you're having less and less opponents to face in a in a woman on woman match, and it, you're, you're now you have more options wrestling under gender matches than you do straight up uh, a female versus female match. And that doesn't bother you though, right? I mean, I, I've seen you wrestle just about everybody, Willie Mack and, and uh, Bad Dude Tito, and, and you've never stepped down from a challenge from anyone in the ring. Oh, heck
1: no, <laughs> heck no. I mean, Brian Cage, Chris Bay, Tyler Bateman, Brody King, Willie Mack, right. you know, like, I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll wrestle the guys. I'm 5'9", I'm not, you know, huge by any standard. But I'm the average male height, so I have that going for me. Um, but yeah, I really wish a lot more places would actually promote intergender gender wrestling. But you have spots like uh, Level Up who will, you have spots like Santino's who will, but then you definitely have the spots that won't. I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've seen intergender matches at EWF. I don't think, you know, obviously, um, more than likely not going to see it at Championship Wrestling. Uh, you know and it's just that's just how it is but i don't know i'll fight i'll
0: I'll fight a guy you won't think twice about it either um we, we talked a little bit about this offline and although there's a severe lack of representation from the southern california Uh, female wrestlers what do you think about a promotion like the nwa putting out an all women's pay-per-view and again is this something that you feel is a positive move for women's wrestling in general or is this just going to be one of those things that it's only going to impact those that it impacts
1: i think it i think it could be a positive move if it wasn't just a one-off um and that's and that's why i feel like when we're talking about even the joshis coming here like it, it could be very positive, but if it's just a one off, it's just a one off. And I mean, hopefully, this all female pay per view will lead to maybe more all female pay per views, maybe just more all female like shows in general. But I don't know, it, it's hard to think that something's going to have like a huge impact if you only do it once, right? You know, and it, and I'm very happy to see like. Thunder Kitty, I just saw that yesterday that Kitty is going to be there, you know, that's going to be tremendous for her, you know, she's going to get eyes on her from different audiences, and that's great, and, but as far as every other female, like, in the United States, I don't know how it would affect them at all, besides that it's dope to see something like that, and for the new up-and-comers that are just starting out the business, it's, it, that'll be, like, an inspiration to see that, that's something that to strive to. But if it's just done once, I'm not sure exactly the overall lasting impact.
0: What are your thoughts on a promotion like Mission Pro out in, uh, I know they're in, in Texas and they wrestle kind of in that Southwest area. I know they're doing some shows and. Tulsa, Oklahoma, but mostly it's a it's a Texas-based wrestling promotion, and they've gone all female, so it's not just the wrestlers, but the managers, the announcers, uh, the, even the referees—all female talent. How do you feel about that? And then the caveat to that is: could we make that work in SoCal? Could we do that out here?
1: I think so. I think that's great. Number one, uh, that's the one that Thunder Rosa runs, right? Correct. Um, so sh- the fact that sh- if sh- everything, all the the talent, the refs, the commentary, if everything is all female run, I think that's absolutely marvelous because there are girls that can feel all those positions. Um, could that happen here in Southern California? I'm, I'm not quite sure that it actually could. Um, just because we have a severe lack, like it would have to, it could happen, but we'd have to bring in people. We'd have to bring everybody back, people that left, you know. Alyssa Moreno, hey, can we get you out of here for commentary? I don't think that there's any other commentary of females in Southern California. No. You know? <clears throat> as far as referees, Santino Brothers is bringing up a referee, uh, Scarlet, right now. So we got one female referee, and there's, like, Karina and NorCal. There's one. I think Karina does, Karina does Mission Pro. Um, but female talent-wise, you know, there's not a lot here. It would have to be, like, an all-flown-in sort of deal <laughs> if we did it here. But the thing that Mission Pro, and since they're running, like, that's a lasting impact. That's going to be able to help more females out in the long run. You know, it's not just one show, and then they do this show, and then they go here and they do that show, you know. They give opportunities to females, and if you go along those states where they are, you're going to find more referees that are female, commentary that's female,
0: you know. So, that's great. So... Uh... It, it, it always kind of racked my brain a little bit because even when we had more representation out here with more female talents, I always felt like that's something that could have worked. It seemed like there was a, a fan base here that would have supported it. Um, like I said, the aforementioned, uh, Josh, Josie days, uh, with horizon back in the day. And then, um, of course when, uh, when um uh, Stardom came out here, it felt like there was some movement towards like something more of a regular fe- all-female wrestling promotion. So it is kind of sad that it never happened. But like you're right, it, at, at this point, it would be a mostly flown-in audience, and then and then how can you sustain that? Uh, uh, you know, talent-wise, that I mean, your your ticket prices are going to have to be through the roof just to make it work. So, um, well, here's hoping that that's something that can happen down the road uh but what something that we do know is happening down the road is uh the return of a lot of different wrestling promotions uh, now that the states opening up a lot um we know that the United Wrestling Network will be pr- presenting their primetime live anniversary episode on September the 15th in Los Angeles and you're going to be a part of that but I don't think you have an opponent that's been named yet um but are you excited to be back on primetime live
1: I am so excited! I wanted Prime Time to come back for so long. I really loved the vibes and the feel. Um, every time I was at Prime Time at Thunder Studios, uh, it was it was amazing. The crew's great, the production was great, the spot was great, and when down like I'd message Dave every now and then. So like, so what's going on with Primetime? <laughs> we got something in the works. We got something in the works, you know. And then here it is, you know. Here's the works. Um, I'm not sure the venue it's at. I've never been there. I I don't know my opponent. (laughs) But I did see, I think, Gisette from Nox Pro is supposed to be on the show, too. So maybe that's my opponent.
0: And uh, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you remember this. You and I talked months ago offline, and I said... Oh, yeah, this is actually probably 2018. I I saw her wrestle at the um, Paris State Fairgrounds with the Knox Pro. They did this whole uh, wrestling thing, and she had an intergender match, and I thought, wow, she's pretty good. And you said, show me the match. And I was like, okay, here you go. I don't remember exactly what you thought, but uh, I thought she was pretty good. I think she could handle herself in the ring, and uh, I, for one, would be interested in seeing a match between you two. It's kind of... uh, This weird dichotomy in SoCal um, throughout the years there were times where wrestling promotions were very closed off it was like uh, almost like territory days so like if you wrestled for EWF that's it brother that's all you're doing and if you wrestle for XPW that's where you're at if you were wrestling at UPW you weren't going anywhere else and uh, you know you got to give a lot of credit to Logan Xavier um, and the folks over at uh, Millennium Pro Wrestling they were one of the first to kind of break those barriers down And long before there was a pro wrestling gorilla, there was MPW doing these super shows. And, and then down the road you would get uh, uh, revolution pro was doing similarly uh, bringing in big names and having these super shows. And then the whole like wall cave down. And then you got everyone everywhere. And then everything kind of seemed to, to diminish in in terms of uh, content wise, you would see the same match in different places. Like, uh, you know, you would see Scott Loss wrestle here, there, and everywhere else. So as it's kind of been, uh, because of the pandemic, everyone's kind of been forced to do their own thing. So now that everything's starting to see some sort of sense of normalcy, I'm hoping we do see talents from Knox Pro and talents from Mission Pro, excuse me, uh, Millennium Pro and Santino's and Level Up. You know, all these folks uh, get in a ring and, and, and whether it be Championship Wrestling from Hollywood or or wherever, I'd love to see more matches that are like first-time matches. What are your thoughts on, on that whole like uh, first time seeing new faces and, and that sort of thing?
1: Well, it's so it's really weird. Um, to go back to uh, Gisette, I actually had no idea that she was a female wrestler in Southern California until someone's like, hey, this girl kind of looks like you. You guys should wrestle each other. Like back when I had my black hair and everything. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, like, you should wrestle each other. I'm like, who?
0: Like, <laughs> who?
1: Like I don't even how like who is I don't, I don't even know who she is and I was like but she's been wrestling for this long and uh, to go back to what you're saying like at some points there's that segregation there's still it, it blows my mind when I see people wrestling in Southern California I'm like where did you come from who are you right. <laughs> um, like and there's <clears throat> some of them like. I think Jack Cartwheel. Jack Cartwheel is kind of one. He just kind of came out of nowhere, and he's from Northtown. All of a sudden, he's in SoCal. I was like, "Wait, does he come here? Like, where did he come from?" Did... Oh, okay, he's from Northtown. Like, it's it's that sort of deal. And then you have like, like amazing talent like Jack. who just blows blows you out of the water when you're watching him. And it's just, I would like to. I don't know if it's a content thing, but I feel like I'm not seeing enough of the wrestling that's going on. Like, it's it's not. Released or if it's maybe it's released and it's just going straight to IWTV sort of deal But I feel like the content isn't quite the way it used to be. It's not coming out as much So I do have those moments of who are you? (laughs) But um, I would like to see a ton of first-time matchups. And like I said To get like people from level up against people from Santino's to get people from Millennium um, you know wrestling against oh, wait, well they're kind of doing that right now Santino's Millennium is kind of doing like a little uh, intermingling, intermingling. Yeah. yeah intermingling right now so I'd love to see more of that like definitely see more of that I I love the whole invasion angle too like you know <laughs> come over to our come over to our house hey what's going on right. I go to your house man that's our deal I love that stuff so I want to see that more
0: I, I caught that vibe when um, B-Boy wrestled uh, Joey at the AWS and you were there you were part of the the Santino Strong and it was just like that whole like rival gang feel like that very NWS feel like the curtain drops and it's just like i mean there there were probably 10 of you but it felt like hundreds of santinos just ready to go and it's like you know AWS doesn't have that kind of a posse and and, and B-boy was there and it, that was a really good uh moment in socal like a, I, I guess that could have been a defining moment i wish more people had eyeballs on that because that was such a fun little uh series and then the matches the match itself was really really good but that build to it and the whole santino invasion uh was just something that was really fun something i would like to see a heck of a lot more of for sure
1: that one got match of the year if i'm if i'm correct that one got match of the year and i remember specifically and there wasn't 10 of us there was like 35 of us up there
0: okay (laughs) Like I said, it felt like hundreds. It felt like hundreds. I'm just there was, saying. There
1: was a bunch of us. I mean, there was enough of us to circle around the ring and still have people, like, to go. And we all went and they opened the curtain and we're all up there, yeah. And that that was great. That's kind of, like, how Santino runs. It's like, people used to call us a gang, and then at some given point, we're not a gang anymore. We're kind of an army. <laughs> like, but, yeah, legit. I love that scene so of things, and I, I would love to see more of that and see, and see people, like veterans like Joey and b-boy go at it and you know you got all the students watching like holy crap these are These are our mentors What's gonna happen? I want to see more of that. I'd love to see more of that. Let's make more of this happen Let's
0: yeah. do Well, and now and, and, you know now b-boy can be surrounded by the entire class of level up So it would be a, and then you would have to sit there on the sidelines and figure out which side you want to be <laughs> on Because you're loyal to <laughs> both. So I mean there's a whole story that can be told here
1: uh, Santino's is my home you know, they, they grew me They bred me So I, I have to have to go with Santino's tough
0: <laughs> Now We were talking again offline And I, I forgot and, and I guess that sounds messed up But you're, you're still the AWS Women's Champion We don't know when AWS is going to come back But we know that PCW Ultra is coming back Very very soon And you have a challenge already for your women's championship now i know they did uh resetting the timeline a little bit because they didn't want to count days while we were in covid at uh to your reign which i think is classy because being a fan of the nwa like i am um you know they just kept that counter running on their champion and i feel it feels very inflated and artificial to me so i'm kind of you know you know me and it's hard for me to say anything good about uh joseph Kabibo, but i i'm I'm doing my best because he's really putting out a great product with pcw ultra um he certainly got a knack for talent because he's got such an amazing roster uh for pcw ultra and believe it or not i'm I'm, i kind of want to buy a ticket to pcw ultra tell me about um the show the experience tell me about uh what you're looking forward to and and tell us a little bit about your opponent uh vivian
1: um, so when I actually started there, I ran in at the end of a match uh, between Sumi Sakai and Viva and then I went and, you know, kicked Viva out and beat up Sumi and revealed who I was. And that was like my first, you know, anything with them. After that, I had my match against Sumi where I won the title. Um, that promotion is absolutely insane. The, the talent that was in the back to walk there, you know, it was Homicide, it was Kingston. It was, you know, uh, Hammerstone, and it's all these, you know, great, great wrestlers, in my opinion, great wrestlers. Um, to be able to have them there to get feedback from them from my match afterwards, too, it's, it's tremendous. And then the crowd. Oh my god, the crowd. <laughs> the the pictures you can't fake where it's just a bunch of little heads and, you know, the rings in the center, and you see a crowd full of little heads. It, it's tremendous. I would... Be a miss if I did not say that I miss it and I absolutely miss it. Um I was gonna say uh Joseph she he he has he definitely has an for talent I'm looking forward to a lot of the next matches like I think it was Hammerstone and Dickinson. Yeah for sure like that's gonna be great and then they have the like junior heavyweight sort of deal going on too so, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the whole thing. And, honestly, them taking time off of my, my title reign, like, the time off, um, I think that was absolutely classy, too. Um, I was even saying online, I was like, do I even count this last year of wrestling as towards my wrestling career? I hardly wrestled. I mean, I wrestled, but I hardly wrestled. Do I count it? I don't want to be one of those people that counts things.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> it's, it. it's really hard because it's like, uh, you know, everything was shut down so it's like if you did have a match or two it's not the same like when you're wrestling you know every other weekend or more um but it you still don't want to discount what you've done and what you have did and where you've been you know so you kind of have to take it all with a grain of salt but uh, i thought that was a real class move just like you did And, and like i said uh I have to tip my hat to what PCW Ultra does. I mean, they're using talents locally, but they're bringing in talents from across the country. I mean, they're one of the other things uh, I do want to give them a compliment for is bringing in some of the legends to just be at the show. And that vibe that you get when I mean, if Terry Funk is watching your match or Kevin Sullivan's there watching your match. I mean, that says something. And if if you hear any bit of uh, critiquing, criticism or praise, I mean, that's that's like uh invaluable so i think that's really really cool that uh something that um the sheik does that uh i do have to give him credit for it and it's the people who are watching this right now who've heard me talk about the sheik i'm not his biggest fan he's not my biggest fan either um but i have to tip my captain i have to give him respect that they're doing things the right way and i feel like that's pretty cool for socal to have that promotion not just the talents but the fans too to have that opportunity to again embrace those legends but also bringing some high caliber talent while showcasing some of the best uh, socal talents too
1: yeah it's, it's it's cool like to meet kevin sullivan to meet all these people from pcw there is another promotion that i work for wildcat wrestling yes. out in louisiana um luke hawks does a really good job at bringing in, like, the Ted DiBiase, ODB, like, a, a bunch of, you know, leg, legend status people as well. And it's, it's funny that you bring that up because about them watching and see if you get a critique or, you know, a, a praise or a critique or, you know, whatever. Um, there was an issue that I had when it came to wrestling that I could not fix. And it wasn't until ODB. Told me something about it, and then right after that, Teddy Long said, like at the same show, Teddy Long said the same thing she did, and then it just finally like did that last little click, like okay, like I really need to fix this, and I get it now. Like I don't know if they articulated it different, but it just something clicked when I heard it from. I don't know, maybe it's because I heard it from them, you know, sort of sure.
0: deal. But so let's let's get to international rays, the women of mystery. I mean. You're not just a California wrestler. I really feel like you're you're bigger than that. You've had opportunities to wrestle in uh, Colorado. You've had opportunities to wrestle in Louisiana. Um, I know Memphis was in the works, but there were some hiccups with travel. Are you heading back to Memphis? When And if so, when? Or um, heading to Memphis, I should say.
1: I am supposed to go to Memphis in November. Um but we'll see everything. Like everything is, I feel like anytime I say something with wrestling right now, it's but we'll see. Like sure. I was supposed to go to Texas next month, but that got canceled because of their coronavirus spike. So everything is a but we'll see. But yeah, I've been really blessed to travel a lot of states, <laughs> a lot of states, Mexico once. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well so so what's what's next for you then i mean obviously we talked about pcw ultra that's coming up we've got the uh, united wrestling network primetime live uh non-televised event that's coming up Uh, we know we didn't really specify but championship wrestling from hollywood is supposed to be uh, starting to film at the commerce casino uh later in september so there's something spinning out here for you in socal but uh you know what what are you looking forward to the most what are what's on the horizon for you
1: honestly I'm kind of looking forward to that video podcast taking people to the water
0: <laughs> that's awesome I, I again let me know what I can do to help because I think that's brilliant I think that'll be I think that'll be over yeah
1: sure. I mean I'm, I'm a creator at heart and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do Up All Night is because I wanted to see my vision come through my way and like if I do that video podcast that would be tremendous Um, it's really hard to say when it comes to wrestling right now what's next and like I was saying it's but we'll see sort of deal. I've had, I've literally lost so many bookings recently just because of COVID. Um, so I'm not, I love wrestling, but the way it's going right now, I can't put all my eggs in the wrestling basket because I'm afraid <laughs> if I do, I'm just gonna be left holding the basket.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
1: Um, I'm just on my own. I'm looking for my creative outlets. Maybe that video podcast, I'm getting out into the water, um, getting back to doing everything that I, you know, I love that keeps me alive and just living living every day and going out and doing something i'm going skydiving for crying out loud like i'm I'm just i feel like this year is like the year of just live i've done so many new things and random things i went hiking in 109 degree weather like don't do that
0: no i don't recommend that
1: at all just get out there and live i think people you know get out of your house i know we're in a pandemic but get out of your house get out to nature if you catch coronavirus from a bird well
0: it was I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> um in the chats uh our good friend lamb who runs the uh, championship wrestling uh from hollywood news instagram and twitter page he says ruby rays for atlanta uh has there been any discussion about you potentially jumping on a plane going on uh, a transcontinental and, and wrestling in atlanta or is it something that uh is something would you want to do if the opportunity was uh, presented
1: I love Atlanta. I've only been there twice, but I, w- I would definitely love to go out there. I mean, visibly I'd like to work for every setup where Championship is. So here, uh, Memphis, Atlanta, I-, I know that there's a Gulf Coast. I don't know if they actually film out there, but if they do, I want to go there. <laughs> um, I really, I really, really enjoy wrestling for the United Wrestling Network and all their promotion between primetime and championship. Like, I really do really like that
0: company. I mean, they they do some very cool things, uh, and being on TV, I mean, uh, you, you know, you can kick around the ratings, you can kick around that sort of thing. But the fact of the matter is that uh, you're on TV, um, you know, on a semi regular basis for championship wrestling from Hollywood. I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, you could literally show your family, hey, this is what I do. I am a professional wrestler. You never have to go to a show, but here I am on TV. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, and honestly, like. You have that and I just, <laughs> I really like working for good people and like Nick Bonanno, Dave, like no one's ever done me harm. Um, they're, they're Nick is such a great person. And obviously Nick runs championship now. Yeah. Um, he's an amazing person. Everybody they have there, Shane Tellian from camera yeah. to Justin on photography. Like everybody's great. And I honestly, that's a huge thing for me is working with good people. Like you could give me an amazing promotion that has like a ton of ratings and stuff like that, but everybody there is kind of a dick. I don't want to deal with that. And you know, I don't,
0: I don't need that in my life. I I completely agree. I I was fortunate enough to travel with uh, Dave and company when we uh, went to China. So I got to spend some time with Logan. I got to spend some time with Nick and great dudes. Definitely enjoy those guys. Uh, and, And I'm so happy to see the success in the maturation of Hollywood. You know, Dave's been around for 20 years. I don't think people realize that, um, you know, not just Hollywood, but I mean, he was doing, uh, UPW, XPW, um, the stuff, the, the early new Japan in the USA stuff. Um, and now it's funny, he's still producing new Japan in the USA stuff. So it's kind of like it's come all full circle, but, um, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool for you to say, I mean, as a talent who, you know, you're just for most talents, they're just looking for that next booking, but. The fact that you look for the good to work with the good, I think that's that speaks volumes about your character as well as the people that you work for. Um, we're we're going to wrap this up here because we're coming up on an hour here. So I do appreciate you taking your time to speak to me today. Let's put in some cheap plugs for Rays. Where can folks get t-shirts? 8x10s. How can they follow you on social media? Let's put Rays over right now. How can we uh, follow you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you can follow me on any social media under the name Razorpops that's R-A-Z-E-R P-O-P-S um, I'm working my website got all jumped up so I'm working on getting that back together this week um, as far as t-shirts shirts and stuff like that I had a run and everything sold out before I even got to put it online for sale so I'm going to have to make some new stuff hopefully I'll have it all done by PCW and uh, yeah, I should should be good. Just find me Razor Pops.
0: And that's a, I mean, that's a great problem to have selling out of your merch before you can get it online. That's, you know, that's that's definitely a good problem to have. And now, the last question I'm going to ask you is soundtrack because Steve put this out there on on Twitter the other day. What are you listening to when you're driving down PCH? When you're going to San Diego to go surf, or when you're going to the wrestling show at Level Up? What what are you listening to?
1: Um, <laughs> I think they call it Howie Reggae which is like Pepper Revolution Sublime Rome, gotcha. Dirty Heads like it's a lot of like kind of reggae-ish Scottish Howie Reggae
0: no no Lana Del Rey I, I literally put Lana Del Rey down I thought for sure that was going to be on there
1: it, I kind of stopped listening to her for a little bit because her album her next album or her next songs that were coming out were all kind of like mm. <laughs> I'll get back to her again, just not right now. It's just, I'm, I'm living the feel good vibes lately. And that, uh, Reagan, all that little Bob Marley.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I, uh, when we went to Jamaica, that's all I would listen to is Bob Marley, like the whole time. Like I just I gotta, I gotta have that vibe. I gotta be feeling it.
1: Yeah. But,
0: uh, <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for us again, race. Thank you so much for being a part of, uh, this special podcast i don't have a name for it yet i think it's just gonna be called the interviews but um, (laughs) uh you're the first one and i hope uh again wish you nothing but success i can't wait to see what the future has in store for you can't wait to see you defend that title on pcw ultra and of course can't wait to see you in memphis and 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 further these hollywood tapings and all that good stuff so nothing but positive vibes for you my friend and uh thank you again
1: thank you so much
0: all right guys. Uh, thanks again and uh, we'll we'll talk soon Ray. You have a good one. Yes sir. All right guys. That'll <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance blog podcast, our presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at the Alliance blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at the Alliance blog. Remember, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.